Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's going on, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. You're listening to Pretty Dece, your daily entertainment and pop culture podcast. You know, the the Disney-Netflix separation continues to heat up. We've talked about it a couple times now so far, so to catch you up if you don't know, if it's the first you're hearing about it, Disney is pulling its content off of Netflix starting in 2019. They are going to be making their own streaming service. So they saw Netflix, they saw Netflix getting a bunch of money, they thought they could do it themselves. They have bought the majority uh, stake in a streaming company, and they're going to launch their own streaming service. So this means big things. This means lots of stuff is going to disappear from Netflix at the end of next year. Netflix, we talked about recently, has been fighting this tooth and nail, it seems. They are trying to keep... Uh, Marvel movies, they're trying to keep Lucasfilm properties, they're trying to keep some aspect of Disney stuff staying on their service, because, you know, just five years ago, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars to get Disney, and now they're losing them again, uh, losing all of Disney would be, would be really bad, Netflix is trying to, you know, put a band-aid on, on that gaping wound to some extent. <clears throat> well, they found a pretty big band-aid just recently, because Netflix signed an exclusive deal with showrunner Shonda Rhimes. Now, you probably don't know her name. I certainly didn't, but she is the showrunner, one of the most important showrunners right now in all of Hollywood and all of TV. She's behind Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, Private Practice. She runs some of the most popular, most Emmy-awarded shows that are on television right now. So they might not be your cup of tea, but they are money makers and they are eyeball getters and for huge huge sections of people who are already watching Netflix this is going to be a huge get so the the deal with her is that she had worked at ABC which of course is uh, is owned by Netflix and she wanted to sort of progress in her company, in her career, in her storytelling. She said that she was interested in producing television series that she couldn't do on ABC because of network restrictions, which is the one big thing that Netflix offers. It seems like, for, for people that are producing TV shows on Netflix, that they're very hands-off. They let you do what you want, and of course there's no FCC breathing down your neck about what you can and can't show on on your show. So, uh, Miss Rhymes here wanted to wanted to do some things she couldn't do on ABC, and now is coming to Netflix. So that is a, that's a big win for Netflix to get the person behind some of these shows that are that ridiculously crazy popular. And Netflix is really getting out there and proving that like, if you are a creator and you want to do things that you can't do anywhere else, come to us. I think I think that is the bigger thing as well. So. They are, again, continuing to position themselves as the creators of original content, the owners of original content, 
and continuing to create a world where, you know, having stuff like Disney is not as important as maybe it was five years ago for Netflix or, you know, seven years ago. So that's smart, I think, for Netflix. There's still, this is still not perfect, right? It's still not a perfect scenario. They would love to have Disney movies on their service if they still could. But it seems like they're, again, still trying to make the best of it kicking and screaming as they go and this again seems like a big win in some gaming news last september i think the entire gaming world let out a collective groan as blizzard announced that they were moving away from the name battlenet and simply going to call their launcher their sort of hub for all of their games blizzard Uh, that really was met i think generally across the board with people just going what like what why what does that even mean like it's BattleNet, and now you're just gonna call it blizzard like you're blizzard we can't differentiate those two things it doesn't make any sense uh and that's sort of what they'd been doing for a while so the the BattleNet launcher what was previously called BattleNet, had updated it just had the blizzard logo on it internally and in press releases and everything they were just calling it blizzard or the blizzard launcher the rest of us went on calling it BattleNet like we always had before (laughs) and then uh a weird thing happened because they announced that destiny 2 was going to be on on the service on the blizzard launcher which was a first a a non-blizzard game big budget non-blizzard game showing up on the former Battle.net was a big thing, kind of unheard of. In the announcement, they referenced the Blizzard launcher, the Blizzard app, as Battle.net. They called it Battle.net. They said Destiny 2 is going to be available on Battle.net. Everyone was like, what? You don't call it Battle.net anymore. And at the time, they said that they made an exception because everyone it was more familiar with the Battle.net name. They wanted the announcement to have some impact. They made an exception. Well, it's not the exception anymore because now they have announced they're going back on their word and the Blizzard launcher, the Blizzard app, whatever you want to call it, will henceforth now be known again as Blizzard Battle.net. So not just Battle.net, they're tacking the word Blizzard on. They've even said that moving forward to offset some of their concerns they had with the original Battle.net name, they will always be connecting Blizzard and Battle.net both in their logo and in their description of the service. So anytime they talk about it in the press releases or on the website, they'll always say Blizzard Battle.net. So now we can go on and we can call it Battle.net without actually being 100% wrong. <laughs> I think the big issue with, with switching the name, it's not that everyone was, I think, like amazingly in love with Battle.net. I mean, I think Battle.net is still a fantastic name. But, but it does it does hearken from a time when, well, one, when people owned .NET domains, uh, and two, from a time when you needed to brand your online service. It wasn't just playing a game online, because that was confusing. People didn't know what that meant. You had to say, we're playing the game on Battle.net. You had to explain that. Uh, but, you know, the, the the name Battle.net, it held some cachet with people. You know, people had nostalgia for 
the name Battle.net. So changing it is one thing. You're, you're going to make some people mad. But the big problem was that they didn't have anything to change it to. They changed it from Battle.net to Blizzard, which isn't a name of a thing. Like It's just now the name of your company. So when someone would say, I'm playing that on Blizzard, it doesn't make any sense. So I think if they had come back and said, hey, here's a name or here's, some, here's exactly what we're going to call it, it would have been a little bit better, but it was just too wishy-washy. No one really knew what was happening. So, personally, I'm happy that we're back. I'm happy they finally settled on the fact that they can they can put the company name in there. We can say Blizzard, but it can also still be Battle.net. Because, let's be honest, that's a cool, cool name. What's up, everybody? You know, we talked recently about Gen Con. Uh, it's coming up. Starts Thursday of this week. I'm really excited. Going to be down there Thursday. Going to be down there all day Saturday. And I'm getting ready for the con. <clears throat> I am uh, I'm figuring out what I'm bringing. So I wanted to talk through that a little bit. First of all, Gen Con has now officially sold out. So if you don't have your tickets, I apologize. You're not going to be able to get in. That doesn't mean that you won't still get anything out of the convention. If you just want to go people watch... You can get into the hallways and stuff of the convention center for free, so feel free to go hang out for an hour or two and just watch the amazing costumes roll by, watch the mass of humanity just flow in and out of the convention center, eat at the good food trucks. There's, there's going to be a lot of craziness going on downtown Indy, even if you aren't, um, even if you aren't going to the con. So for locals that are hearing this but did, didn't get a ticket, that that is still you know an option for you. But hopefully, if you did intend to go to Gen Con, you've already gotten your badge, you've already gotten your ticket, because they're now officially sold out, which is really crazy. It's going to be packed. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, just in general, you're going to a convention, not necessarily Gen Con, but you're going to a convention at all, a a comic book convention, a pop culture convention, Uh, you know, these are all across the country. No matter where you're hearing this from, there's probably some sort of convention, some sort of fandom convention near you or within a few hours drive of you. And I highly recommend you seek them out and you go to them. If you are interested in the things that I talk about on this podcast, you will love going to a convention. Of course, you need to be prepared when you go to a convention. You need to be ready for the day. Because, listen, we're used to sitting in front of computers. Let's be honest with ourselves. We're not used to walking what will end up being miles and miles because the convention is is so huge and because you have to park so far away. So just plan ahead in that aspect. Wear some comfortable shoes. Um, you know, plan ahead in terms of you know being ready to to walk that far. Of course, to, when you go to the con, you want to bring a bag because there's a few things you're going to want to have on your person. Now, when I say bag, I mean something small, a small backpack, a messenger bag. Don't bring your insane giant, uh, you know, army backpack that can haul 48 hours of all of your survival goods. No, you don't need that. You just need something very small just to keep some stuff on you. Something that you can hold very close to your person because you're going to be very crowded while you're walking through the various exhibit halls of whatever con you end up going to. Now, in this bag, some things I might suggest putting in. One, hand sanitizer if you are so inclined. You're going to be, again, close contact with with a lot of people. You're going to be meeting a lot of people. You might even be shaking some hands. So if you're worried about that, you're worried about catching germs, especially convention germs, you might bring along some hand sanitizer. 
I would definitely suggest a phone charger. You can buy these everywhere. Most people bought them for Pokemon Go as they were playing them. And it will keep your phone charged because, let's be honest, you're probably going to be using your phone a lot more than, one, you normally do, and two, than you would expect because you're going to be looking up the convention schedule while you're there. You're going to be texting your friends to figure out where they are. You're going to be taking pictures. You're going to be using GPS to find the nearest restaurant. You're going to be on and off your phone a lot during the day, and your battery's going to run down. So you need some way to keep your battery charged up because your phone might also be your lifeline away from the con. If you, for example, took an Uber or if you have to call your ride and, and, and meet up with people when you're ready to go, you need to make sure your phone is still charged so you can get away <laughs> when you have to do so. So I would suggest a little phone charger. At the bare minimum, make sure that you have a wall charger where you can find a free outlet somewhere and sit down for a while. And finally, I would pack some snacks in your bag. Just a granola bar or two, something where if you can't get out to the food trucks, you can't get to the convention food, um, you can you can snack on something. You you have a little something to give you your energy and get you, and, and, and get you going. Aside from those things, I would think about parking. I would make sure you know where the parking garages are, make sure you know where street parking is, or make sure you have a plan for how you're going to you know, Uber in or Lyft in or whatever. Make sure you've thought about the transportation to and from the convention as it can get pretty crowded. And of course, you know, for the convention, when you are there, typically you don't want to get in line right away to get into the exhibit hall. Unless there's something super exclusive that you were looking to buy, you don't need to be in there right away. Uh, you can let the crowd move, and then you can go in, and it's perfectly fine. Also, you don't need to necessarily have a plan of, I'm going to see this, and then this, and then this, and, and map things out like item by item, but have a general idea of where things are in the convention. So know where the exhibit hall is, know where the open gaming is, know how to get around kind of where things are, know where the food is, know where, in the case of Gen Con, where the food trucks are parked. Those are important things as you are navigating the convention. So I still really like not having too much of a plan and just seeing where the day takes me, wandering around, and, you know, stopping at booths that, that seem cool to me, or or, you know, demoing a game that seems really interesting that I didn't even know existed. But it is very helpful to know the lay of the land as you are doing so. And of course, speaking about purchasing things in the exhibit hall, keep in mind that anything you buy, you have to carry. And you maybe are one without a car, if you took a taxi or an Uber, or you're very far away from your, your car if you actually had to park somewhere in like a parking garage. So if you buy the big, huge, heavy board game that you had your eye on the second you walk into the exhibit hall, you're carrying that sucker around for the rest of the day. So unless it is an exclusive, unless there is a very serious fear that they're going to sell out before you can get one, consider waiting until the end of the day to go back and pick up your heavy items. Um, you know, swing back by right as you're about to leave, buy your items then, and then head out. Of course, with Gen Con, they, there are a lot of con-exclusive items based on whatever game that you're interested in, um, be it a you know cool Gen Con-only box or an exclusive model if you're into miniature games. So in those cases, yeah, you are going to want to rush to those booths and pick those things up before they sell out. Uh, but anything else that, that is just a general game that you want to end up buying, make sure you kind of think about the fact that you're going to have to carry that sucker around. 
And generally I would say as well, whatever convention you're going to, it's very easy to forget that events are even going on. You focus on the exhibit hall because that's the big flashy thing. That's what you see in all the pictures. That's what all the people are navigating in and out of. But at conventions, don't forget that there are also panels. There are also events. In the case of Gym Con, there are tons of games running. There are thousands and thousands of events that happen over the course of these four days that you can sign up for, you can meet people, you can play all kinds of games. Any game you might be interested in, it, interested in, you could go demo, you could go try out. If you already play a game, you're very competitive in it, some card game or something, there's probably a tournament going on for it at Gen Con. If you're going to a comic book convention, there are probably panels where your comic, your favorite comic creators are answering questions, or there might be live podcasts that are being recorded. There's probably something that interests you uh, that, that would strike your fancy, and going to an event, going to a panel is a perfect time for you to be able to sit down and rest. So keep that in mind as well. You get to sit in an air-conditioned room, you get to listen to interesting people, you might get to laugh. And uh, then you can head back to the, the, the convention floor after that. So keep that in mind that events and panels are things that the, the other half of conventions that are super, super fun and you can't really get anywhere else. So make sure you don't miss those. So those are just some general convention tips. Get out there, go to some conventions. They are super fun. And again, hopefully you've got your Gen Con tickets if you're coming to Gen Con because they are now sold out.